they praised God in the midst of the battle and they praised God after the battle was over. That is, in the midst of what's going on, we ought to be those uh, uh, that can say, I don't care what's going on in my life, it ain't going to stop me from praising the Lord. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our series, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And uh, Pastor, uh, there may be somebody listening today who says, my life is so terrible. It is in such a mess. I have nothing to praise God for. How do you respond to that? I would say uh, that you need to take the breath test. Okay. Breathe in. Breathe out. Psalm 150, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. So you have breath in your body, so you can thank God for that. You're breathing on your own and not with a machine. You have to thank God. You know, I, I like um, what Matthew Henry, the great late commentator, uh, said. He got robbed, and he wrote in his diary, this was in his diary. He said, first of all, uh, I'm grateful to God that I never got robbed before. Second of all, I'm grateful that even though he took some of what I had, he didn't take all of what I had. Third of all, I'm glad uh, that he did not, he took all my possessions, but he did not take my life. Mm -hmm. And this is the, this is the classic. This is the one he said, and I thank God that it was he who robbed me and not me who robbed him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's giving God thanks. That's giving God praise in everything. Yeah. Well, and uh, what a model for us to, uh, in a sense, look at what we can praise the Lord for. We are in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 today, but as we begin this message, it actually uh, starts off with a story about your dog. Yeah. Giselle. Giselle. Here's, yeah. here's Pastor Ford. Uh, we have a Shih Tzu. Her name is Giselle. And she is definitely afraid of thunder and lightning. A storm sets her off. We have, a, we have a fairly large house. We've got 13 rooms in this place. She runs around everywhere. But whenever she hears, here she come, am I right? No matter where she is, we hear those little feet. She'd be beating feet to find one of us. And she'll come and she'll lay down. Now, Tuesday, I believe it was Tuesday when there was a storm, uh, we were up and we were having devotions. It was about 5.30, 4 to 6, 6 o'clock, somewhere around there. And so uh, the storm uh, hit. And here she comes. Here she comes. We're sitting on our altar, the couch. She comes and she looks at us, got those little puppy eyes, looks at us. Then she lays down. Then she looks her head down. My wife says about 10 minutes later, uh, 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 her sister lives with us, your mama, and um, <laughs> she says, man, Linda must have really been tired, because listen, we can hear her snoring down here. I said, that ain't her. She said, yes it is. I said, no, 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 listen now, that is not your sister, that's Giselle. <laughs> man, she was, I'm telling you, she was sleeping so deep, she was, she was snoring. And, and, and after she, didn't she do this? After she gets done snoring, she goes, hmm. Now the storm is still going. 
she's snoring. Why? Because she's in the presence of those that cause her to have peace. Because there's something in her dog theology that says they feed me, they clothe me, they care for me, they get me my shots, they got to be able to protect me when I'm afraid of the storm. I said, if that dog has theology like that, I ought to praise him because he feeds me, he kills me, he cares for me, he guides me, he does everything for me. So when the storms of life begin to assail me, I run into the presence of the Lord. For he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest unto you. So in the midst of the storm, we got peace. Amen. Ain't he all right? Uh, you know what? Gonna turn me into one of them old Baptist preachers. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Say yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. Oh yeah. Say Jesus. Mm. Yeah. You say, what will that do for us, Pastor Ford? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you what it'll do for you, what it did for Isaiah. That's why I like King James. These other translations, they'll leave words out because they have what's called dynamic equivalence. Uh, let me tell you what that means. We just want to get the thought that God gives. But the Bible says every word is inspired. So here's what it says. King Jimmy says, in Isaiah 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. Most translations take out the also, and it takes away the power of the meaning. He says, Uzziah. I don't know whether he knew Uzziah uh, because of kinship or friendship, but they had a good relationship. And so now he's dead. And he said, in the year he died, I saw also at the same time that he died, I went into the temple, I saw God. You see what he's saying? See, circumstances are like mattresses. If we are on top, we rest. If we are under them, we may suffocate. Yeah, yeah, here's what I'm trying to say. That their eyes were on God and their focus was on him because they understood what we don't seem to understand. Can I tell you what I believe? That our answer is not going to come from the White House. That our answer is not going to come from the courthouse. That our answer is not going to come from the state house. That our answer not going to come from the schoolhouse. That the only answer is going to come from the church house because we're the only one that has Jesus Christ. We're the only one that has the real answer to the problems that are happening. You don't believe that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I believe that. Hmm. So our eyes are on him. Notice then, not just the preparation. I want you to notice the priority of praise. Let me just bottom line it. Say bottom line it, Pass forward. Yeah, in verse 18, notice what happens. Let me read it to you. Verse 18, he says, 
And when Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Look at what it says in verse 22. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon. Look at what it says in verse 26. In verse 26, and on the fourth day, assembly in the very valley of Barakah, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Barakah until this day. Do you see what happens there? Listen, listen. Uh, the first song uh, that's recorded in Scripture that God had recorded is Exodus 15. We, we ought to stay at one time. Exodus 15. And it says, then the children of Israel blessed and praised and worshiped Yahweh. Wait a minute. Then. Then is a logical connector of time. What does it tell us? They waited after the victory of chapter 14 to praise God in chapter 15. See? So, so in other words, after. But I want you to see what they did. They had the priority of praise. They praised God before the battle took place. They praised God in the midst of the battle. And they praised God after the battle was over. Yeah, in other words, they didn't wait till the battle was over. They shout now. That is, in the midst of what's going on, we ought to be those uh, uh, that can say, I don't care what's going on in my life. It ain't going to stop me from praising the Lord. Yeah, I lost my, it ain't going to stop me from praising the Lord. I'm sick of my, it's not going to stop me from praising the Lord. Why? Why I want to stop you? Because I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise uh, shall continually be in my mouth. I'm going to praise him. So, you know, the, the, this pastor was praising the Lord so much, and the deacon said, he always praising the Lord. Like, you, no matter what you say, he's going to praise the Lord. So we got to find something where he can't say praise the Lord. So he said, I got it, I got it. He went to the pastor. He said, uh, Pastor, I dreamed last night that I died and went to hell. He said, praise the Lord. <laughs> he said, why would you say praise the Lord? He said, because it could be true. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, here's the last part. I'm going to do this. Notice the performance. This is where I want to spend most of my time here uh, that I have left. Notice the performance of praise. Now walk through with me. Watch this. Watch this. I want you to see something. I want you to see <laughs> that this praise uh, was verbal. They said something. So, so, he says, tell them to say this. What were they? They were to talk about the mercy of God and the holiness of God. So, the majesty and mercy of God, I want you to talk about that. It's verbal. Can I tell you something? Praise ought to be verbal. You have to say something. Now, my wife doesn't ask, have to ask me. I don't know how many years it's been. She don't ever have to ask me, do I love her? I tell her that all the time. I tell her I love her all the time, don't I? Sometime I'll be at work, and, I, and, and, and I'll just call, you know? And she'll answer the phone, yes. I say, it's me, baby. Yeah. Uh, I just called to say I love you. I just called to tell you that I I just called to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Now, now, what if she did have to say that? What did she say? Say, say do you love me? Oh, you know what? 45 years ago when I married you, I told you I love you, right? Okay, if I ever change my mind, you'll be the first to know. No. I love you. She want to hear it. I love, I show, don't I show it all the time, but, but I got to say it. I got, if, if I got to say it to her who didn't die for me, if I got to say it to her who didn't take away my sins, if I got to say it for her who didn't write my name in a book that's eternal, if I have said to her who, who doesn't have a heaven or hell to put me in, if I say it to her, you mean to tell me you don't know that God wants to hear you in this service. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I love you. I thank you. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Pick me up. Turn me around. Set my feet on solid ground. Somebody got to tell the Lord something. Don't you just want to shout hallelujah with them? Man, if you have never been to Pastor Ford's church before, and I'm guessing most of us have not, but if you've never been there and you're ever in the Chicago area and you want to go to Christ Bible Church, it is an experience. I'd encourage you to go. You can find out more information about Christ Bible Church where Pastor Ford serves as senior pastor by coming to our website. Come to treasuretruthradio.org, click on the About link. There's also a link to the church's website on the Stay Connected bar. So a couple of different ways that you could find out more. You know, and if you do want to find out more about some of the topics that Pastor Ford is passionate about, there's another link that you can click on. It's called Books by Pastor Ford. It's on the left side of the homepage, and you'll see the different titles and topics that he's taken the time to write books about, many of them about marriage and relationships. And if you click on that link, Books by Pastor Ford, you'll see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. A couple other links you may want to keep in mind uh, the Facebook link and the Twitter link. That way you connect with us on social media. You can also click on the contact link and give us your feedback or ask a question about something you hear on the broadcast. There's that and a lot more when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Yeah, it's, it's verbal. But guess what? It's visible because next week I'm going to go through the words. Nine words for praise. Every one of them have actions to it. Now, now I used to have Sister Triplett help me with this. And uh, uh, she told me, she said, now the next time you want somebody to illustrate the word Gil, don't be calling on me because you're going to be embarrassed because I'm going to tell you no. And so I usually do it myself. But now Arthur then got me. So I can't even do it myself. So I picked up a young man from the congregation and had him do it. But here's what he says. First word he uses is yada. It means to extend your hands toward Yahweh. Yeah. Then he uses another word, uh, barakah. And all of these words literally mean an action that demonstrates your praise. Remember it says David danced before the Lord. Anybody remember that? Here's what he did. Here's the word. That's all David did. He just whirled around. He just whirled around. Okay, so if you, here's what people say. Well, you know, uh, I don't like nobody telling me how to praise God. You, you praise him your way, I'll praise him my way. You know, and, 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 and. No, no, no. There is a prescribed 
form of worship from the Bible. It has nothing to do with your personality, your preferences, your past. It has nothing. And listen, listen, let me just say this, and I'm going to be very frank with you. You know what? You know what? It isn't that you don't praise God like, like people say, well, you know, I just praise him my way because, you know, that's how I am. I'm a choir person. I don't, I don't make all that expression. Yes, you do. Let me see you, brother, at a football game or a basketball game. Yeah, it's just a question of what and who gets you excited. Amen. So just be, be honest about it. He don't excite me that way. Just, 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 just be honest. And so what's going on? Let me, let me give it to you. And so it's visible and, and it's vigorous. It's vetted. You say, what do you mean? There's a place. Now, let me just say this to you. Yeah, you can worship at home. Sure you can. That's not the place he told you to worship alone. He said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of one, uh, some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see a date approaching. He vetted this process that we are to worship. And so I don't know about the rest of you, but I, I'd do a pew check if I were you. i come down and I'd say, uh, uh, hey, brother, how you doing? My name is, uh, uh, everybody calls me Bo. What's your name? Samson. Samson. Okay, Samson, praise the Lord, man. You here to worship the Lord today like me? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All right, let's worship the Lord together. Come, let's exalt his name. Praise the hair. Hallelujah! Yeah, see, I done found my crowd. But if, I, but if I say, hallelujah, and he look at me like, what in the world is wrong? I'm going to find me another seat. You look at this thing. Man, it is, it, is, it is powerful. And he tells us. Now, let me ask you a question. How many did it? How come somebody just say, well, you know, I don't just don't worship that way. You worship him your way, I'll worship him my way. You know what it says? Look at verse 18. All. Everybody. Why? Because this is what God prescribed. I challenge you to take this home and to say, God, because know what, know what happens here? Let me tell you what's going on. A vibe. You say, what's a vibe? When I looked it up in the dictionary, it says to create a certain kind of atmosphere. So the verbal, the visible, the vigorous, the vetted, the voluminous praise of God leads to a vibe creates an atmosphere where we are spontaneously catching on fire and praising the Lord. Wow. You know, if you ever go see the Queen of England, you know what they're going to do? They're going to tell you how to act. You know what else they're going to tell you? If you don't do this, you can't see the Queen. But now if you do this, you don't do this, you do what you want to do. They put you in jail. They say when you go before the queen, you bow to one knee. You bow your head and then you look up. And she nods at you and then you move on. That's it. We're in the presence of the king. What, what are we doing? What do we do when we, when we go in the presence of the king? If the president invited one of us to the White House, boy, we get some new clothes from somewhere. Oh, yeah. Get your hair did, your weave, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Why? The president. The 
president. I'm going to White House. Yeah. You coming in the presence of the king. Let, let me close. You've been so gracious. When Victoria, Queen Victoria, was being crowned Queen of England, she was instructed as to what she ought to do. They said, now, you know, we're going to go through all these, and, and uh, uh, when they put the crown on you, uh, it's going to be applause, and you remain seated through the whole thing. This is what they told her, remain seated through the whole thing. Then they told her, now, at the end, we're going to play Handel's Messiah. And you know how people respond when they hear Handel's Messiah, when they hear the Hallelujah Chorus, usually people stand up. He said, but you will be the only one sitting down. Do not stand up. Then the music started playing, and they came to the Hallelujah Chorus. You hear the Hallelujah Chorus, you stand up. Why? Because it's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's going to reign forever. And so we stand up in honor of our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. They told her not to stand up, but she did. Afterward, they said, Queen Victoria, we told you not to stand. Why did you stand? And here's what she said. Because sitting wasn't appropriate for the context. I want you to know, when your back is up against the wall, Jehoshaphat says to us, you have to fixate on praise to God. And when you're praising God, just sitting is not appropriate for the context of praise and worship. Just rocking is not appropriate for the context of praising God. Just raising your hand. It, there needs to be praise for our God, and it needs to be verbal, amen. It needs to be vigorous, amen. It needs to be voluminous, amen. It needs to be visible, amen. Why? Because when we get into his presence, we begin to do what the songwriter said. Here's what he said. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all that he's done for me, my soul says, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. It's based on 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And if you want to go back and be reminded of these truths, this good news again, Come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. There you can stream the program or download an MP3 for free. And while we get to listen to Pastor Ford's teaching for free, whether it's on the radio, online, through the Moody Radio app, or through podcasting the program, there is an expense or a cost to bringing you his teaching each and every day. And that's where you may come in. You know, we do depend on your financial generosity to cover things like production costs and airtime, the things that happen behind the scenes, to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching day in and day out. So if you're benefiting from listening, I want to ask you to give a gift to support today. You can give an ongoing monthly gift or a one-time gift by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says Make a Donation. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening today. 
Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.